who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone and welcome to another special episode of the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas and today we get another episode in our content creator series this week it's anthony but you guys probably know him better as ant formerly of the uh, Rant with Ant show and now of the Rant Foundation. It's a lot of fun to talk to him about his journey, about how he started, why he left podcasting, why he came back, his process, his thoughts, all that stuff. It's a lot of fun to listen to. I think you guys will really enjoy it. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at PPW Podcast. And if you want to find some old shows to listen to, content creator series, or our regular show, just search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast in your favorite podcast app. We will show up there. If you happen to be an iTunes user and want to leave a review, that'd be awesome. It helps more people find the show. If this is your first time listening to us, maybe you're a fan of Ant and the Rant Foundation, our show, we've been around for a while now, 100 plus episodes. We've got uh, nostalgic shows, content creator shows, uh, reviews on shows, positive spins on stuff, and fun, nostalgic wrestling talk to keep it positive and, and help you get through your day. And also... Uh, if you want to follow the Rant Foundation on Twitter, they're at Rant Foundation. That's where you can find all the info on their shows. And you can search for them wherever you get your favorite podcast from. Just search Rant Foundation and they will come up as well. I'm not going to go too much more into it. So let's just get over the interview now. Let's get to Ant. And we have him on the line here, as I just said. Uh, you know him of a bunch of different names, Game of Ant, Rant with Ant, Rant Foundation, Anthony DiStefano. How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm very happy to be on. Um, yeah, sorry to hear about the kids being sick last week. Uh, you know, I have it's, two two daughters of my own, so I understand that takes priority. As soon as you're like, hey, I can't do it, I'm like, yo, I understand, man. <laughs> it's, well, I was excited, thing, but, you know, family, I always say family first. 100%. Well, the thing is, it's like, my wife and my one daughter were sick. So the biggest thing was my wife's like, I'm not going to be sick taking care of two kids. I'm like, that's fair. <laughs> I understand that. So Yeah, that's happened to me before where it's like my wife's sick and it's like, now it's your responsibility because usually I'm just the guy who plays with the kids all day, you know, yeah. and, and not like change the diaper of the baby. And, and she's like, well, I'm not doing that. And when she's sick, it's like, I'm going to lay in bed and you're going to do all this. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh well, well you know we can't complain too much, right? We, we're nine times out of ten, we're the we're fun time, and everything else is trouble time and real work and school work with mom and stuff. So we can't complain. 100%, 100%. Can't complain too much. <laughs> so you just uh, so I we're gonna start kind of from the beginning with Anthony here. And by the way, do you want to be called Aunt Anthony? What do you want to be called officially on our you content creator? You can call me Aunt. Uh, All right, that's what everyone knows me as. So we'll just go with that. All right, so we're gonna start with the beginning because Aunt's got a lot of twists and turns almost um, with his podcast career and when he started and when he stopped and going again and all that stuff. And we were talking before we started recording about the show that just launched a few weeks ago, the Ram Foundation, and we had to stop ourselves because we have a lot 
to get to on that too. Uh, with this content creator series we've been doing for the past several months on and off here, we are trying to get behind one, why, why do people create shows? How do they create shows? One, so other content creators can understand how other people in the world do things. Cause I've always found that interesting, especially when I first started out. And also for people that are thinking about, I kind of want to do something, giving them a little push to say, it's not that hard. Here's the steps that we've taken uh, throughout the, throughout the years now. So with you was, was rent with Ant your first show? Did you have something before that? How did you just start? Oh. Like, I want to start a podcast. How did that start for you? What was, let's start at so, the beginning. I didn't even know what a podcast was. Um, and Rant with Ant wasn't my first show. It was kind of a branch out of the first mm -hmm. show that I did. But um, there was a group of friends, or actually one of my friends, I should say. Now they're my group of friends. But one of my friends, we watch wrestling together, and he goes, hey, I do this podcast. It's called The Wrestle Addict. We just started. You should check it out. And I go, okay, I don't know what a podcast is. But he's like, oh, it's on YouTube. I'll send you the link. So I'm like, cool. Um, he, he sent it to me. I was interested. I was in the chat. I was talking. And, you know, they, they were new. So, you know, the two, three viewer mark kind of thing. And that, that happens. Believe me. It's So if you start a podcast, do not get discouraged. That's everybody. Yeah. Um, so they were getting like two or three viewers. And then I was just arguing with one of the hosts in the chat about Brock Lesnar. Because I was like, Brock Lesnar is money. It just makes sense from a marketing standpoint to have him have the belt and all that. So they invited me on the show to actually debate him. And it was only like the third or fourth episode they've done. What year was this, by the way? When, when was this? My daughter was just born. So 2014. Okay. So 2014. Um, and maybe it was, it was 2015. Because 2014 she was born and it was it was right near WrestleMania is when they started the show. Mm -hmm. So it was 2015. So they asked me, yeah, come on and, and debate him. So I go, and, and he's sick, so he can't come on. So then the one guy I know, Chris Oney, who is one of my good friends, well, he's at work, so he can't get on. So it's me and G-Rod. I've never met G-Rod. I only know him because he did the show. I never talked to him, only, like, chatted on the stream. You know what I mean? So he says... Hey, you just want to do the show with me? I said, sure. So we ran down the show. It went well. Um, we got some viewers. I brought some viewers on because people just liked my tweets, I guess, when I talked about wrestling. So they, they tuned in. And it started with the Wrestle Addict. And they asked me to be full-time. And that went on for about three months. And then I went to G-Raw with an idea when we were trying to build our YouTube portfolio of not just being one wrestling show but being like a whole network of wrestling shows. I said, I have an idea where I want to do a show called Rant with Ant where people come on and they talk about their problems with wrestling and they rant to me and I'm the host. Obviously, we'll get into how that evolved yeah. after I joined you know, a network and all, but that's how Rant with Ant started. But yes, it was the Wrestle Addict first um, in, in probably like, uh, what, March of 2015? So when you first started, you, I mean, you kind of jumped in. You, got, you jumped onto something that already existed. When you started to go off on your own, what was that process like? Like you said, you didn't know what a podcast was. So how did you figure out? Okay, I need to get this equipment. I this is how I record it. How do I get it out on the internet for people to listen to? What was that like for you? It was a learning curve. Um, you know, especially not knowing how to do anything, not knowing how to record. G Rod is was like my saving grace. Um, he just 
he's an editor, so he's just really good with computers, you know. So he just kind of walked me through it, and it 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 developed into Photoshop, where you know he would make us logos, and then I got Photoshop, and now I have a side logo business. So like, just. I'm like a sponge. Like I, I want to know everything. I'd ask questions. Well, why did you do it like that? Why did you edit like that? Why did you do that? You know mm. what I mean? And eventually I just taught myself off of his lessons. Like, okay, now let me tailor it to how I do things. And I think that's the biggest part is because now I have people actually asking me for advice. How do I record? What microphone should I use? Like, yeah. And it's just so full circle because I was once in their shoes where I'm like, I don't know what mic I should get. I went to Radio Shack and bought a mic the day I was supposed to be on their show. You know what I mean? Now I have a mixer, a mic, a MacBook. I have all the equipment that you need. But when I was first starting, I was like, I have a Toshiba laptop and a microphone from Radio Shack, you know? I love the Toshiba laptop reference. I think that was like one of my first laptops I got. It was like the clearance, like Black Friday sale, whatever exactly. it was. I got it for like 300 bucks on Black Friday. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so when you're first starting this show, and we'll get into a little bit, one, how that show evolved into where it kind of became Rant with Ant and how Rant with Ant evolved to where you are now. When you're, you're buying your stuff and you're figuring it out, when you first put it out into the world, did you have any expectations where like, I wonder who's going to listen to this or I just want to do this because you had so much fun when you first jumped on the other show? It was just so much fun. I had one friend who liked pro wrestling. And then after doing that show and being on Twitter, I had a lot of friends that liked pro wrestling, you know? And um, I just think that it became bigger and we'll get into that, but... Mm -hmm. The reason I do this is because to this day is because I love it. It's a mental escape. It's where you can go and you can meet friends online. You can meet people and you can talk about something that we're passionate about, which is pro wrestling in this sense. And I just did it because I wanted to do it. And I always wanted to be in, you know, TV. I always wanted to be on ESPN. I always want to be a sports analyst. Like I love talking. I always loved getting in front of the classroom and presenting. Everyone thought I was weird, but I just like doing that. It's just something that I've, I, I enjoy doing. So when I found something where I could put that to the test and kind of do it on something I'm passionate about, I was all in on that. And as far as listeners, we never really looked at listeners. Obviously, we're trying to grow it. I still remember our first listener was Brandon McIntyre. I remember his name. I still talked when we play Xbox. He listens to the new show. He still supports, which is crazy. But I remember just how excited we were when we sold our first shirt. Like, just stuff like that. And it wasn't even about, you know, oh, we have this many people listening. It's like, we have this person listening, and now he's part of the family where he talks to us, and he's a friend. He's, a, he's part of the community. When you you mentioned a second ago about a kind of creative outlet and a way to express yourself, did you have any type of creative outlet thing before you started creating content, creating shows? Were you ever like an artist, artist or music or anything? Did you have a creative thing or did you just discover it? Um, back in the day, I did some music. Um, it was like hip hop music, mm -hmm. like making beats and doing stuff like that. And, you know, obviously it was like when that, you know, the two early 2000s. So, you know, bleach blonde hair, the whole nine. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, I always like to be creative. Like I always like to create. I always like there was times where um, I would write like like pop, like pop punk songs for my buddies who were in a band just because I don't know any instruments. But I'm good at creating. I'm good at mm -hmm. writing and stuff like that. But besides that, after I would say after I like started my career in college and after college and all that, I kind of just gave up creatively and I just focused on, you know, just 
being the best husband and making money and buying a house, you know, the whole nine. Like, yeah. So creative stuff kind of got pushed to the side. It was always in me. Like I always wanted to do something. Like I loved when we had a music group. I thought that was so fun to be a part of something like a group. Yeah, the reason I asked that is because uh, a few weeks ago I was kind of reflecting with my Michael host on one of our hundredth on our hundredth show about how this show kind of developed and it gave me something I didn't know I needed. And it sounds like you knew you needed it, but you didn't know how to get it. So I kind of encourage people to just try because you might not know this might be something you really, really needed in your life, but you didn't know you did. Oh, I, I'm 100%. I could not agree more with that. It is something that you become – it's funny because the show was called A Wrestle Addict, but you – Call, you become an addict to this like you, you start thinking about it like all the time and, right you're you driving thinking about it yeah, yeah and, then, and then when you don't do it you miss it mm-hmm. you know and then when you when it, all these ideas like i'll wake up at 1 a.m because i have a logo idea and like isa and phil my co-host think i'm psycho because i'm texting them at like 2 a.m like hey look what i just did and they're like you have work in four hours you know like, <laughs> but you be it becomes such a creative outlet and such the thing i love about it is just the freedom my mind feels after working 60 hours a week in the summer, working a hundred hours a week. Cause I have two jobs, but working 60 hours a week, being a dad, being a husband, it's like I get an hour to be myself and do something that I want to do for myself because 99% of my life is dedicated to obviously to taking care of my family. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. That will always be the most important thing. But it's always nice to have that 1% of me time. And for sure. this is my me time. I mean, you've got two girls too, right? Yes. Two, so you, two me too. Beautiful yeah, we're we're in the house of ladies <laughs> here. So anytime you get something. And both my girls love pink and all that stuff. They love it all, which is great. But I want to come down. Oh, to my I will sing Frozen. Room. I will watch <laughs> Zombies on the Disney Channel. Oh, zombies! I, Don't get me started on Zombies. Like I got the soundtrack down pat. I'll sing Zombies One, Zombies Two. I'll tell you what songs which. Yeah. Same with the Descendants. I'm a girl dad, a hundred percent, and yep. I, I love it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I have pink toes right now. Like I don't care. But when I get that little bit of man time for me <laughs> to be me. I mean, yeah. it, you got to hop on it and take advantage of it. In our house, even the dog is a girl, so I got nothing except for yeah, me. We're, we're looking at golden retrievers. I'm like, I'm getting a boy. Like, I just have to get – I have to, right? Like, you got I to. have to. Yeah, just don't let the kids name them. Just name oh, them sprinkles or something like that. Yeah, we already got Bella. And I'm like, hey, listen, Ella – like, because my daughter's name's Ella. Like, uh-huh. like, you know Daddy's a huge Nikki Bella fan, and I appreciate that, but I'm not naming my boy dog Bella. <laughs> okay. Back to the, the show here. So I – Wanted to ask you about the technical side of stuff and not necessarily where you were, but what are you guys using now? Uh, what microphone are you using? What programs? You mentioned you have a mixer. Like, what is your behind the scenes technical side for recording every week? Um, I just have like a basic two, um, what is that called? A two, two channel mixer, two channel mixer. Thank you mm-hmm. for losing the word. And then actually, I was going through all these microphones, I was getting the Yetis and all that, and I just found out just a regular microphone that plugs into a mixer that you people use for like um i guess speeches and stuff like that works better for my setup Mm -hmm. with my mixer i also have an eight channel mixer that you know when we go on the road and we did like all out or whatever or yeah all out when we did the live show there we had to to obviously have more power so we use that but everything's pretty basic and affordable my mixer cost 80 bucks my microphones cost like 50 I got the the arm scissor, and then we use StreamYard. And StreamYard 
we just got into StreamYard. We used to use Audacity and Skype, but StreamYard allows us to do video, audio, it records everything for you, and eventually we are going to make our show live. So then it's just easy because then we can stream right from there, and everything's there. Um, that's 25 bucks a month, but if you're into that, and you could do it with video games too. So if you're even streaming video games or streaming any other kind of content, look in the StreamYard. One of the things I like a lot that you're doing new with your uh, new show, the, the Ramp Foundation and the Twitter page, is you're tweeting out like one-minute clips of the podcast, mm-hmm. which I think is just brilliant to get people. Because like I was like scrolling through a watch, and I'm like, well, now i got to hear the rest of this damn thing. So you go to find the podcast or find the video. So that's that's very cool. Is that part of the program you're using now, part of the $25 a month? No, deal? I actually... Then I download the show. I put it in iMovie. I clip what part mm-hmm. that I think would be best to promote that week. And every week, it's someone else different. Like, So it's me, Phil, and Issa. And the first week, it was me. And then the second week, it was Issa. And now it's Phil. And, you know, I want I want to shine the light on all of us. And, you know, that that's part of the reason the name changed, which we'll mm-hmm. get into, I'm sure. But, yeah. you know, I just think that I always enjoy watching people's clips because, again, it grabs your attention and you want to hear more. Um, I have a passion for marketing. I think marketing is so fun. And to be able to rebuild this brand that I love so dearly has been such an amazing time. And I'm so glad my second job ended this week. So now I can put a couple hours a week more focused into the show. Awesome. Okay, let's go back to when you were starting the Rant with Ant show. Started from WrestleAddict and you kind of created your own show. Walk, Give us the short history of how it evolved from arguing with you debating with and to the show it eventually became for those those few years there um, about 10 episodes in i was contacted by a very popular wrestling show um the new age insiders the new age insiders wanted to start a network and they wanted me to be one of the flagships of their network but they wanted to adjust the show they wanted to hear more of me they liked what i did at the wrestle attic they wanted me to actually make it a wrestling show they said that I could come alone, but me, I always like to give back, and I'll never forget who helped me and you know who lent the hand, and it was G-Rod. G-Rod was literally the one who taught me everything I knew. He gave me the voice. He was the one who helped build what we had at the Wrestle Attic. So I said, I'm going to bring G-Rod in as my producer, and then every you know at the end of the show, it will be thoughts behind the board with producer G-Rod. Mm-hmm. Well, that lasts about two episodes, and then people heard our banter because now we're in front of a bigger audience you know now we're getting more ears than ever and they hear our banter and they go no 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 like you two need to be host and go you know host and co-host like yeah we need to hear an hour of this every week so eventually i bring g-rod in um and then we have this listener and me and this listener have a lot in common and we're talking all the time and i ask him just to be a guest on the show just because we share the same ideas, and that ended up being Phil. So then Phil comes on the show, and he becomes like an unofficial member of Rant with Ant. And then we just felt the chemistry. G-Rod and I felt the chemistry. G-Rod kind of set this up because he knew his passion for pro wrestling was fading. Mm-hmm. So when he saw Phil come in and me and Phil have that passion, he knew he could step out. But Phil was the third the third man if you will um so we do big things we get you know invited to be on all out podcast row at aew or before it was aew yeah just all, all in yeah all in sorry yeah, yep. all in podcast row mm-hmm. they asked us to be a part of it it's like cool we'll do it 
So we do that. Um, that's G Rod send off. G Rod tells us a couple weeks before he wants to leave. We understand. Then I, my brain starts turning. I say, Phil, you and I can do this, but there's this person that we talked to on Twitter. Her name is Issa. I think she brings a lot to the table. I think she'll create great conversation because our wrestling takes are different, but we respect each other and we love each other. So it's like, it will be good radio because we can argue with each other and no one's going to get offended, but we can also make points from different points of view. And we brought Issa on and that was in like the end of year three. Then we lasted about six more months and we did a huge rant with Aunt Gala in New York City. We rented a venue looking over the city. We did a live show with all of our Patreons and all of our closest listeners. And then in May, I ended, you know, decided to end the show uh, with our last show being June, which would have been our four-year anniversary. So mm-hmm. um, a little brief history there. There's the history of Rant with Aunt. It was four years. We left the net. We I forgot to say we left the uh, the NAI network when Phil joined because – at that time, I felt like I didn't want to be Ant from the New Age Insiders Network. I wanted to be Ant from Rant with Ant, and I wanted to see if I could make it on my own. I was putting 35 to 40 hours of personal time a week into this brand, and it's like, am I successful because of who I'm with, or am I successful because people like my show? And there's only one way to find out, and that was to take my show and put it on my own feed, you know? Yeah, and I, for people listening to this, and especially if you haven't created a show before, I'm sure people that have understand it, but that was a very brief history. But it's also, like you said, that's a four-year kind mm-hmm. of build throughout. So there's a lot of work into it as you're going along. As you're going along, and you and you kind of, as a show host, and you're, you're obviously the one probably handling the social media pages and being the main producer of the show, you can understand and know where your numbers are for people are listening and what they like and don't like. Was there, how did you keep going when you're making the show? Like you're always thinking, we got to get better. We got to do this. We got to do that. Like what was your mindset throughout as you're kind of creating and building up your brand as you were making your show? The thing that um, I noticed people like is that we were ourselves. Okay. We didn't try to be professional. I curse a lot. I'm Italian. It happens. But. We never tried to be professional. We didn't want to be the ESPN of wrestling podcast. You know what I mean? We kind of, I, I don't, I'm not a biggest fan, but we kind of wanted to be the bar stool, if you will. We sure. wanted to be the outlandish, outgoing personality that you could count on to say something off the wall. We want to make you laugh. We want to make you argue. We want to make you agree. I want you driving your car, listening to the show, and being like, no, Aunt, you're a moron. You <laughs> okay. know what I mean? I yeah, love yeah. that. I love that. That's what I want. I want people to react. As long as we keep it positive, you know, there's a lot of negativity in the community. As long as we keep it positive, that's what I want to do. I want to build a community where people can state their opinions. And I'm not going to hate you for being a Roman Reigns fan. You know what I mean? Like, everyone can have an opinion. Everyone respects each other's opinion. And we can have educated conversations of why we don't agree. And that's something that I think when we were creating, we had in the back of our mind and it helped push the show forward because people were like, wow, you mean I can like this and you the show won't blackball me from being a listener? Yeah. Yeah. And I think you kind of hit a few points there about listening, listening to your audience, knowing what they like and don't like, and also keeping it fun and positive. And you, you touched a little bit of how your show ended, and we're not going to get into that because you did a podcast uh, 
year or so ago. I think it was the Hoots podcast, right? Where uh, yeah, that was an wanna... angry. That was a very angry exit interview. And um, <laughs> well, if you yeah. want to do a, a happier one, we can we could do a brief happier one here. Uh, yeah, I remember, we can yeah. do that. So let's talk Absolutely. about. Absolutely, want... that was that was. Listen, that was a lot of. It was it was. <laughs> Phil calls it my John Moxley promo because <laughs> it was like I was Dean Ambrose for four years, and then I got to say what I wanted to on a microphone. All right, so let's let you, let's go back. Uh, back up a little bit, then we'll get to the show ending. So I wanted to touch on this. I actually messaged you about it. So that gal you did in New York, yeah, that's super awesome for people. It was that, amazing because like, you can. Everyone comes and, and gathers there. How? What was the idea for that? You like? I want to do an event with our listeners. New York is kind of close to where we are from. You're out in Philadelphia. It's kind of close to you guys. Um, what was the thought process like? Let's do this and let's hope people come. Or did you know people were we, coming? Like how we, that we knew it because every time we had a hangout at like McMahon's for SummerSlam, which is a bar in New York, when it was in the Barclays, mm-hmm. it would there would be thirty or forty people. Like yeah. you know, we just people, people that listen to the show, people that came, not knowing who we were, and would just come up to us and go, "Hey, I listened to the show," and then we brought them in to our family. Like mm-hmm. cool. We appreciate you listening. You want to have a drink with us? You want to hang out with us? You want to talk? Let's. You know what I mean? Oh, this is this is Cody. This is this is Dallas. This is, and then everyone gets to hang out, and then they're all friends. And it's like that's that was the main inspiration. I was like, I want to I want to give back to these people that gave me so much for four years. Now, hindsight, I probably shouldn't have did it because I stressed myself out so much. It's probably why the show ended. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because just during that time, you know, I, my wife's pregnant. I'm just super stressed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but we're like looking, we're looking at it, and I'm going, I want to have a live show. I want to do a live show. I don't want to do a tailgate. New Age Insiders controlled the tailgate market. They had Connor's Cure. It was awesome. I was glad to be a part of that when I was. I didn't want to do a tailgate. I wanted to do an intimate event where people got dressed up. And at first, I called it the Rant with Ant Prom. I'm like, all of us dress up. Let's just have a good time. And I said, but then we could do a live show. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we could have it interactive. I love doing live shows. I just mentioned I love performing. So that's where it came from is like I wanted to say thank you to all the people that support us. It didn't cost a dime. We rented the venue. We supplied the food. We did everything. Everything was it was a gift to the community that treated us so well. Um, who would have thought it would have been a parting gift, but it was it was a gift. Yeah, that that's really cool. So you had that you had this big gala, super stressed out about it. Pretty soon thereafter, rant with that ends. Let's mm-hmm. walk us through that, that a little bit. And the non uh, Dean Ambrose mock to moxie transformation version yeah. of it for you. So walk us through that a little bit. I just felt I was giving a lot of energy, a lot of positive energy. Um, that's something I'm really big on is is positive uh, energy, and I'm giving that's our this, gimmick here on our yeah, show, right? <laughs> uh, and uh, that's why I belong here. But I'm giving all this energy to the community and it's like i'm seeing these people who just put up stuff for clicks and people yelling and and, and like my show's called rant with ann at the time and i'm not yelling about anything you know mm-hmm. but people are just screaming and yelling and people who don't even like them are retweeting them because they're like oh look at this guy well they don't understand that retweets equal listens and i'm watching the people that don't put on a good product you know, surpass us and surpass NAI and surpass all these people who've worked so hard and have this glass ceiling over us. So I got kind of discouraged and I was like, I'm putting my heart and soul into this. And wrestling wasn't interesting to me. And 
I just became obsessed and I, I'll be the first of it. I became obsessed with numbers and I'll never do it again because that is the biggest thing I learned. People stopped being people to me and that was where I went wrong and that's where I just became self-aware is people stopped being people. They were a number and that's not what the community we tried to build was on. You were a person, you know, every listener had a face, you know, even if I didn't know you, and I didn't meet you or I didn't talk to you. You were a person to me. But then it was like, well, why are our Patreons down? Why is this down? Well, how do we fix this? Okay, we're losing this. But what's this? Oh, our numbers are down. Oh, our numbers are back up. And it just drove me nuts to the point where I was like not sleeping at night because I'm like, we lost two Patreons. And I'm like, why? that shouldn't matter. Like, I should have been thankful that they supported the show when they did, you know what I mean? Not yeah. why I lost them. Obviously, we want to make some money because it does cost money. I just went over Photoshop costs $20 a month. This, you know, recording stuff yeah. costs 25 Equipment, going to live shows, to putting on live shows. But at the end of the day, it's like, instead of just being like, okay, maybe, you know, they have some financial issues or maybe they just need the money to go somewhere else. I'm going, well, now we have to replace that. We have to get that back. And that's just not me. But it became me because I was so dead set on Rant with Ant being my job and my career that I was willing to sacrifice it all. So I always said my biggest issue was I let my passion become a business when it should have just stayed my passion. And if it became a business off of my good morals, then that's what I should have did. But instead, I tried to cater to the business side of it instead of going with what my heart you know, built the brand on. That is a really good big point you made, particularly about pe- their people, not numbers. And I think that's important for a lot of people, especially when they're first starting out when creating a show, is let's say you have four listeners. Well, that's four you never would have had yeah. at all if you didn't talk into a microphone or, or flip on a, a web or webcam for a YouTube show or create a blog or anything. So no matter what those numbers are, there's still people behind them. And those people all have stories and they all have interest and all that stuff. So that's a really cool point you made. And I'm glad you said that because even me sometimes, like, our numbers aren't huge, but they're enough to make me happy to keep doing a show. Yeah. And I, I think my wife asked me once, she's, how long are you going to do this? I'm like, as long as there's, like, two people listening, I'm going to keep doing it, you know, because I'll and do that, it for and, those two people. And that was my answer for the longest time. And then I got sidetracked. And that's what I said when I, I we took the, the took the break and I was done after a couple shows and you know when i agreed to come back i i said i can't i i don't want this to be my job i want this to be what it is my escape mm-hmm. and if so i let's... if i make enough money one day to quit my job that's fine but i'm not going to put in the 40 hours a week to try to make this a business cuz it's not it's my escape so let's talk about you and restarting back up into the podcast game and the community and come back with the Rant Foundation and the rebrand. I don't know if you've talked about it in detail yet about how it started and what officially pushed you to come back. I mean, did you always have the itch for a while? Did, did it slowly creep back up on you? What? How did you end up back on? I um, So it was funny because I, I was we, we ended June 9th, and by August I was back doing something called the rant 
which actually turned into the five second rule, which was another podcast, general topic. We talked a lot about Marvel. It was me, my friend Kyle, my friend Brad, and we'd make these fake commercials, and it was really fun to create. It was creating, but it was just us being us, you know what I mean, just talking shit and just making fun of each other, and it was super fun. Well, our schedules got a little busy, and in the summer, we decided to end that. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm going to do something on my own, which doing your own solo podcast, hats off to whoever can do it. I did one called WizWit. It's a play on words. It was a Philadelphia sports podcast. Well, as soon as I started it, COVID hit. So sports were gone. Um, in the meantime, to backtrack, when I was with the rant, they at Wrestle Hub, though, um, we actually won the Wrestle Hub award as rant with ant for podcast of the year. They asked me to host this year's awards. So I did. So I hosted the awards. It was hilarious. We did a bunch of skits, spoof, and wrestling. It was mm -hmm. me, Brad, and Kyle. We got to create. It was so fun. And that made me miss wrestling. So that puts a thought in my head, right? No, no, I'm not going to do it. Phil doesn't want to do it. Issa probably doesn't want to do it. So whatever. Let's keep doing the general topic stuff. So I do the general topic stuff. That eventually ends, and I retire. I text Issa, and I text Phil. Thank you so much, guys, for, you know, you were a huge part of my podcast career. You know, I just sent the message out just thanking them for everything because I was done podcasting and I was ready to close that chapter of my life just because I didn't want to put the energy into anything else that would fail. Um, I don't want to start stuff and stop stuff. That's not who I am. I want to give it 100%, but I need to know that we're able to give it 100%. So about, I tell Phil, I say, you know, Things haven't been the same in 15 months. I just don't feel the same since Rant with Ant ended. That was my passion. That was the show that I just loved more than anything. Like, I can't describe what the show means to me. And I said, if the only way I'd ever come back to podcasting, and then this is probably where I made the mistake. <laughs> the only way I ever come back to podcasting, if it's to do a show with you and Issa, and we bring the, we get the band back together. And he goes, yeah, man, I don't think that's going to happen. And I said, yeah, I know. That's why I'm 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 retiring and I'm go I'm at peace. No no lie, four days later, Phil texts me. <laughs> so I've been thinking. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, here we go. So he's like, we bring it back. Um, and he goes, but we rebrand it. And I say, okay. And then we were gonna do rant on wrestling. And I was like, well, that I did a an episode of it by myself and I was yeah. And then he was like, Oh, like the rant foundation. And I was like, I like it. And he's just like, well, I, I love it. And I'm like, well, I'm a giant own heart mark. So he's my favorite wrestler of all time. I will do anything with the heart foundation. Hell yeah. Let's do it. So we named it the rant foundation. And to me, that was the biggest relief. And people are going to say, well, why you lost your, you know, rant with Ant was so established rant with Ant had all these listeners. You could go anywhere. Well, I'm still Ant, right? But rant foundation to me breaks it up equally. And now we're all equals in this. Mm -hmm. Rant with Ant was my passion project. I started, and it was my representation. And I brought Issa in. I brought Phil in. But it was always Rant with Ant. It was always my show. As much as I tried to make it their show, and they know that too, people identified it as my show. The Rant Foundation is our show. It's our creation. We're back. We're equal at any given moment, I could say, Phil, host a show. Now, Phil told me he wants me to host it. Issa likes me hosting it, so I host it. But it is our show. It's not Rant with Ant. If Ant's not there, 
if I miss a show, it's still the Rant Foundation. When you are doing a show every week with this new show, what would you say the biggest, obviously besides what you just said about it's our show, it's everyone's show, what are some of the differences maybe from a format side, from even a technical side, what you're doing with this show compared to shows you did in the past? Honestly, it's just we, we um, moved into the video world mm-hmm. of like YouTube, which has been pretty big for us. Um, and I, we didn't change anything. We didn't change because everyone liked our show how it was. They were sad that it ended. People asked us to come back. And when we came back, we just got on the mic and it was just like we never left. Literally after I, 15 months, we never left. I think one of the toughest things to do for a wrestling podcast specifically is just like a recap show. Yeah. And you guys do a lot of recap stuff, but you're able to make it interesting and engaging as opposed to just reading results and reacting generically or reacting over the top. Are you conscious of how you're going to uh, review a show or talk about a show to make it stick out, to make it mean something rather than just your standard review of a show? We don't even go into the show with notes. Okay. So that's the fun thing about us is it's a we don't text um, about wrestling in our group chat. Sometimes we will, like if something huge happens. But, like, mm-hmm. we haven't texted since Thursday about wrestling, and then we just recorded our show, mm-hmm. and we didn't even have a rundown. <laughs> we just went – we just go where the conversation takes us. And that's how we're different. I don't – like I said, I don't want to be robotic. I don't want to be, well, Drew McIntyre beat Keith – like, that just doesn't – I don't want to be that kind of recap show. I want to mm-hmm. be like, this happened on Raw. Why did it happen? Mm-hmm. What is it going to lead to? What was the thinking behind this? You know, Issa, what's your thoughts? How do you see this? Phil, how do you see this? This is how I see it. Does it make sense? No, it doesn't make sense, Anthony. Okay, then what do you? What makes sense to you? Like, And I'd rather have a conversation of, you know, why something happened than just like, oh, Drew McIntyre beat Keith Lee. It's like, okay, but why? What is it going to lead to? You know, and... We are all trained like that in our heads, which is amazing because after 15 months, my biggest thing was, are we still going to have it? You know what I mean? 15 mm-hmm. months is a long time to not be in front of a mic with, with two people, but we literally haven't changed a thing, and that's what people like about it. It's like that's the best compliment I've gotten is like I feel like I, it feels like forever, but it feels like you never left. Well, I was listening to your uh, last show actually today going to the post office about it was about All Out. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're like, I actually watched it with my buddy, my co-host. We watched it outside. Like I have a gazebo. We watched it. And to me, that was the most fun. Like the show itself wasn't great. Everyone knows it. Mm -hmm. But hanging out with friends to like watch a live wrestling show was super cool. But I found myself like arguing with the podcast i think Issa said something she's like as soon as hardy got her took me out of the show i'm like well you shouldn't have been taken out of the show go to the next match. yeah just exactly like, it's just it's just funny so it's i don't know if you're you'll be able to describe it what you guys have and it sounds like i'm kind of like blowing smoke up your ass but i'm not about how hard it is to have engaging conversations with your co-host and with even yourself when you're talking uh how long do you think it took you guys to find that going back to your old show even? Like how long do you think it took before you're like, okay, we got like a rhythm. We got something here. 
Well, it's just um, you have to be a chameleon. You know what I mean? G-Rod is a more laid back kind of cat. You know what I mean? So when you're talking to him, it's like, yeah, like he'll agree with you. You have to kind of <laughs> dig it out of him. Okay. You know what I mean? So Phil is very energetic like me. So when we brought Phil into it, now Phil and me are bringing the energy and G-Rod could be laid back. You know, and now once G-Rod left, Issa has a lot of sass, which I love because it makes the show so much better because she'll say something that people don't agree with. But she'll also give a reason why. And I think that's the biggest thing. So um, with just keeping conversation interesting, it's just that's just us. And I hate to say it's like it makes it sound easy, but it's I had to tailor my conversation sometime. But once Issa joined, it was just us. It's just three best friends talking about pro wrestling and what we would say to each other. And but it's for an audience. It's just we would have these conversations like when we went over to Survivors, uh, we went to Issa's for Survivor Series. There was no show, right? We weren't doing the podcast, but we would sit there and we would argue and talk about it like we were. Yeah. And it's just, that's just how we are. It's just, it's just, you have this chemistry with people. And that's why I said what I said to Phil is if I ever come back, it's only for this because it's the only show that makes me feel like this. I had chemistry with Brad and Kyle when I did the five-second rule, but it was just a general conversation. This is a niche market, something we're very passionate about, and something that we have different opinions on. And I think that's the best part, as I said earlier in our show, is we don't really agree that much. But it makes for interesting radio, and it shows how there's different views of pro wrestling. What would you say, uh, You any, any pieces of advice you have for people wanting to start a show i'm you know you know john public and i want to start a wrestling podcast like what are what are some first steps some advice you give that person before they hit record or even before they buy something what are what are some of your piece of advice for them with the experience you have be consistent um dedicate some time to it i i'll never tell you treat it like a job because that's where i failed the first time um treat it as a passion if you really want to do it do it get a microphone Get in front of it and don't count on listeners and don't count on your friends supporting it. I'm telling you right mm-hmm. now, I, I love my friends to death, but you know what I mean? I, your, your, your friends that you think will support it, don't, don't share it, but they won't listen to it. So don't wear it. Don't let that bog you down. Don't let that get you down where it's like, oh, no one's listening. Someone's going to listen and you're going to catch someone's ear and then someone's going to tell someone and it's going to grow and just have fun. Like the most important thing is to have fun, be yourself. Don't worry about your number of listens. If it's an, a mental escape for you, then guess what? At the end of the day, you win. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you're doing it with your friends, at the very least a few years from now, you have an audio diary of what you and your friends were talking about yeah. for yeah. X amount of time. So, And that's the, the thing where I was about friends not supporting. That's, that's the big thing because I think it's almost like when you're in like life insurance sales and you're like, I can sell it to my friends. And it's like, oh, well, your friends already have life insurance. I can't buy it from you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, my friends already listen to podcasts. They don't watch wrestling. Like, there's no way I'm getting in the rotation. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's that's true. I remember when we first started, I was like, tell them, like, hey, I'm doing this. And it was like, okay, listen to the first one and that'd be kind of it. Yeah. And now, like, I'm shocked when I get a text, like, hey, you said this. I'm like, oh, you're you're listening now? Cool. Thanks. You know, that's a, that's. Good point you brought up. But the good thing is you make so many friends. At, like, Mike, literally, Phil was a listener. Like, people forget Phil just listened to the show. Mm. I never met Phil. I met Phil at a Bella's uh, 
signing. We went to a Bella's autograph signing. And he was going to be there, and I was going to be there. And I said, hey, you listen to the show. Like, let's hang out, you know? He said, cool. And from that moment on, we've been best friends. Awesome. I'm, in his, I'm going to his wedding in two weeks. Like, I'm in his wedding in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So what about uh, some of your favorite memories from your show? Obviously, you, you've made best friends and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. What are some of your favorite memories or favorite episodes, maybe interviews you've gotten to do, some highlights for you as a content creator? Some highlights, obviously, like you said, like the friendships is the most important thing to me. But the the trips, the trips that we took, the WrestleManias, the the nights in the hotel where we would just be drinking or eating pizza and just bullshit and then cracking up laughing or going being asked to be on All In and just had that whole experience of interviewing people and meeting people and just being behind the scenes of everything, like. I never got to really interview people. Like, I think the only interview I did on Rant with Ant was Matt Riddle, um, who happens just to be uh, like a friend of mine because mm-hmm. he was my one of my best friend's tag team partners when he was learning how to wrestle. So I had him on because it was like, okay, like, you know, he, he knows me. He said, sure, he'll help me out. And then now I'm like talking to Britt Baker and Chelsea Green and MJF and MJF's in character. You know what I mean? So it's like, shit, this is tough. But... I love that. Like I loved being challenged and I left that day feeling so good about our brand. Um, the gala obviously was, was amazing. Just all the autograph signings, all the, all, all the just day trips to go to wrestling shows and seeing people or going to SmackDown. The best was like the one time, like when the show first started, my boss at the time bought tickets to SmackDown. He was never in wrestling. Like, never at a wrestling event, never into wrestling. And we went to this bar, Xfinity Live, in Philadelphia that's right next to the stadium. And we're having a beer, and someone comes up and goes, Ant. And I'm like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, man, I was in Brooklyn for your live show at McMahon's. You killed it. That was awesome. And I was like, holy shit. My boss looked at me like, dude, really? Like They got big man on campus over here. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, but, like, that was, like, to me, like, I was never one to be like, oh, you hear that? Like, I'm the shit. Like, I'm like, dude, what's your name? Let's have a beer. You know what I mean? Like, thank you. Like, and then that's my advice to people is just be yourself. Don't put yourself on a pedestal. It doesn't matter how many listens you get. Like we would go to WrestleMania and people would ask me for a picture and I would be weird about it. And I didn't mean to be weird, but it's just like, I'm just a person. Like I'm like, I'm not Seth Rollins. You know, Seth Rollins is over there at access. You're, you're paying for pictures with them, but then you're like, Hey, Ann, can I get a picture with you? And I'm like, yeah, it just, it was weird to me. Cause I don't see myself as that. I never did. And I was like, yeah, but like, what's your name? Like, where are you from? <laughs> you know, I like try to have a conversation. I, I will say following up on that for people that are starting shows, if you do a show and you get, you get an audience, you're consistent with it and you're consistent, you do it and you do it and you do it. And then you go to WrestleMania weekend, that'll happen to you. Cause it happened to me too. It's like, awesome. it's just because it, it's, it happens. It's so It'll humbling happen. though. It really is yeah. like, like one of my best friends, Cody, um, he was in line at access and I was walking by and he goes, What's up, Ant? I'm like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, hey, I'm Cody. Like, listen to your show. Big, you know, big mm-hmm. fan. And I'm like, oh, no, no, you're not a fan, dude. You're a friend. Like, I never call people fans. Yeah. I'm like, you're a friend. And then guess what? He hung out, and then we're best like, best friends now. We talk every day. That's like, awesome. Yeah. That's just it's, the community I create is because at the end of the day, I don't want to be famous. I don't want to. I just want to be a voice to the community that we all love so much. And I kind of want to just try to bring more people into it. I want, I want to weed out the bad people and just bring all the good people together. Like that's my, that's my goal 
uh, of doing this podcast. That's an awesome goal because around the time you did leave and I, you talked about all the negativity and like, I see it and like, I laughed off most of it and I laugh off a lot of it, but it is, it does wear you down a little bit. So if you do a show and if you want to start a show, if you have a show, you know, keep spreading positivity around. If you don't like something, just don't comment on it. Like, or don't listen. You don't have to well, like bash like, it for no reason. Just like, don't listen. Or do it right? constructively. Like I think yeah. our, our, I think our review of um, all out was very fair. I mm-hmm. don't think we, we butchered it too bad. We didn't like it, but we didn't shit on it. We did find bright spots to talk about. Nobody wants to hear you talk for 30 minutes, just bashing something. Right. Especially if you liked it. You exactly. Know, this person like, hates it. So like, like I think I always start like, Hey, I understand people like that. It wasn't for me. This is why. Mm-hmm. If you liked it, I'm not going to say you're an idiot for liking it. You know, I'm going to say we have a different opinion. I'll never, I, I never get the people that just yell in the mic and call people idiots. Like, you like Roman Reigns, you're a stupid moron. And it's like, why? Why? Yeah. It, people do, are weird. Where do you go at the end of the day, it's wrestling too. Yeah. At the end of the day. At the end of the day, they easy. don't even care that much. They're probably <laughs> like, take it easy. Uh, you mentioned your main goal. Which is positivity and and get the bad people out and keep bring more good people in. What are some other goals you have? You know, next this time next year, do you want to just keep doing as many shows as you can? Do you want to eventually, when we're allowed to go outside again, meet up with people, do another live show? Like, what's some long term goals you have for the Rant Foundation? It was funny because on the Patreon, someone asked, "Hey, can we have another Rant Gala?" And I said, "Absolutely not." Um, <laughs> I just want to get out and and see the people that I'm friends with. I miss I miss the people. You know, you like 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 I just said, Cody. He's from Lake Charles. He just got hit with the um, with the hurricane. Luckily, you know, with our support and our listener support, we 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 got him a GoFundMe and he he made out pretty well. And it's going to help him out a lot. And I think that's what I want to continue to do is help the community and help the people that we love and help the people that we're friends with. But mm-hmm. I also want to create more friends. So I want to be out there. I want to do tailgates. I want to do meetups, maybe a live show every once in a while. I don't want to put that pressure on me. Um, next year, the goal is just to keep doing this and keep having fun and keep it being a mental escape for me and a little bit of time to myself where I can enjoy myself and let all the worries of the world go um, and not stress myself out with trying to make this a business because I just want it to be fun and I want it to be three best friends talking. And if something comes of it, I'm ready to take on any opportunity, but I'm not going to try to force it. Uh, A few things, guys, if you want to find the Rant Foundation podcast, pretty simple. Wherever you get your favorite podcasts from, search for the Rant Foundation. It'll come up. Uh, If you want to follow them on Twitter, they're at Rant Foundation. And like we talked about earlier, lots of fun video clips. Um, You started over and you could have just taken all those Twitter followers back with your old account, but you started over. So good I, um, for you. Yeah. I gave that to, um, we, at the time we started a network called wrestle attic radio. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I bowed out, I, I just said, Hey, you know, this has a lot of followers Our stream has a lot of followers here, guys. So I'll see if I can help you out. So I, <laughs> I handed them, them over to them. Yep, but you'll get there again. You know, you'll you'll get a, a few, almost up yeah. to three hundred followers now. Yeah, It'll keep going. Again, you don't care about numbers, right? I don't care about numbers. <laughs> uh, it's quality of people. I can yeah, have five exactly. five good people, and I'll be happy. I mean, there's plenty of Russian bots for you to grab too, if you want those. What oh, that's John true. and twenty seven yeah. numbers. I already got it. the. That's... I already got the 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 DM. Do you want me to help you market your podcast? I'm like, oh god, <laughs> here we go. Another another. This is a you know pet peeve of mine. If you have a podcast. 
and you follow me. I'm, I'm a follow, follow back. Account. Oh, don't DM me your podcast. No, don't. Thank you. Oh, my no. God. <laughs> Just don't. Please check us out. Like, all content people, don't do that. It's never going to work. No, period. it just turns more people off. Yeah, that that just annoys me, and I'm I'm glad we got a rant out of you before we wrap up the interview. Uh, so. Yeah, I'll go full Moxley on that. <laughs> <laughs> Any other things you want to plug? Anything else you want to plug or talk about before we wrap up the interview? Not really. Um, I'm just doing this little oversaturation of Ant Part Two tour. I did this when uh, we first joined the NAI Network. I figured I'll do it now to try to get some more ears on our product, and like I said, try to make more friends and invite more people into our little community. Um, just if you want to do this. Oh, just go for it. It's it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, it saved my life mentally, and I just think that you know if you follow the right steps and learn from your mistakes, like I have, um, you know you really feel good about what you're doing. Um, I always try to give back, so that's my other advice: is try to give back to your community. Use your following. Like I always said, if I had a following, I'd make a difference. And, you know, we've done a lot for cancer research. Every year we do Rantaclos where we donate a, probably two grand worth of toys to, to children in need and stuff like that. So if you have a platform and you have people following you, you know, use it to make the world better. Don't don't be selfish. Just try to make the world a better place. And we will plug you one more time. Even though a couple of years ago the Eagles stole a win from the Bears in the playoff game, we're still going to plug you. Uh, I, you know what's funny is I'm actually if we were on video I'm actually wearing my Super Bowl champions. That um, was near they won the Super Bowl though they won't they no yeah they, had, they we beat you with the double doink. Well you know, I'm not as mad about that kick because before that the Bears let Nick Foles march down the field on him and score a touchdown they were up already they didn't I need was, to kill I, I don't even want to talk about the Eagles because Sunday they literally <laughs> I broke my remote so. Whoa. Oh, it's okay. Well, the Bears should have lost. The Lions receiver dropped in the end zone. In the end zone, so. yeah, I know. I had him on. I had him on my DraftKings, and I probably would have moved up a little bit. But That's, <laughs> hey, we're all just happy sports are back and on TV and, and watching them. And I got my White Sox kicking ass, so we're good to go out here. Um, again, rant with Ant. Not rant with Ant. I'm sorry. The Rant Foundation, formerly Rant with Ant. You can follow them on Twitter, and also you can find them wherever you get your favorite podcast from. Subscribe, listen, and if you tweet back and are cool, you'll be involved in the awesome community that everybody's built up and you're you're continuing to grow so thanks for coming on man thank you for having me brother again huge thank you to Ant for coming on please check out his show check out his new show their show i should say not just his show as he likes to say the rant foundation Wherever you get your favorite podcasts from, search Rant Foundation, you'll find them. And give them a follow on Twitter at Rant Foundation. Thank you, everyone, so far for listening to these content creator series. They've been a lot of fun to do, and the feedback's been good. So we're going to try to keep them going. If you know of someone you think we should talk to, tag them on Twitter. Let us know, and we'll try to make it work out. And uh, we're going to have a regular show keep coming as well. We've got Eric and I have a few more ideas for fun shows coming up. Maybe have a couple more guests on. Maybe a few watch-alongs or something with some guests coming up. Who knows? We'll see if timing works out. Hopefully it does. And thanks, everyone, for the support and for listening. And if you like this show, go back and listen to the archives. I think you guys will enjoy it. And be cool to each other. Be positive. And enjoy some uh, fun wrestling talk with everybody out there. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you soon.